What's going on? Uh, sorry, I'm right next to a road, so I'll make this quick. And oh my god, there are so many wasps in this field for some reason. This is a wasp field. Ah! Uh. Alright, no. I don't need to freak out. Wow. Here's a lesson. Bang! Right for the podcast that I didn't even expect. When I do this thing like, ah! Ah! There's wasps! Or, uh, I don't know if I'm confident enough to go out of my comfort zone in any type of way. I'm out of my comfort zone when I see a lot of wasps flying around me. Even though I've been in lots of prior experiences where I navigated sting, potential stingable environments. And I truly believe that... I mean... You know the, the whole thing of like animals can sense fear? It's like... I know I've said this on the podcast before, but I'll reiterate it because it's great for this moment. Like, when a wasp comes up to me and I get tense and get freaky and like... That is like me priming the universe for some bad wasp shit to happen. In the same way, when you are talking about anything in your life, it's as if you're telling the waiter of the universe, hello, I'd like more of this. And so we can say, oh my God, my fucking boss is such a prick and he never lets me, it's such a bullshit. I can't believe he does this to me. And the waiter is over there hearing, all right, more shitty boss. All right, more wasps. All right, let's rile these guys up because, like, Wes seems to be priming the environment for the negative shit to go down. I'm afraid of going to this event because I don't think I look good and I don't know if I'll talk to anyone. And I'm like, uh, I don't know. And, and yet, you know... And even if you still push yourself to go to this thing that you really want to do, but your body and mind are so accustomed to tensifying and, and verbalizing all of the potential negatives, and we just don't have to do that anymore. Today's episode is really dope. It's a conversation I had a few weeks back with my friend Emily. We met on TikTok. We've been connecting through the podcast and through my music. And I'm really excited for you guys to hear this conversation. We talk about her experience uh, in the military and the way that breaking free from all of the conditioning, all of the brainwashing, all of the stories about what life is and how you're supposed to be successful, all of that. It's really great. Um, I'm excited. I would love. I would have loved to have more conversation with her. Uh, Definitely going to happen again, for sure. Hit me up, Emily. (laughs) Um. Yeah, that's all I really have to say. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being a part of my life. And hope you enjoy. Oh, also here we're gonna uh, transition right into this new little short snippet intro song. We're trying it out. The beat is uh made by my friend Cole so hope you enjoy again also sorry sorry for all these all these cars um love you bye I got a lot of these vibes you gonna listen it's so impeccable and I've been learning all time of my life so let's start on a dime limes y'all really citrusy and I'm really here to see all the inevitable growth that I have put in motion that is the fun of life so come and join me now and this is the podcast vibe I hope you fuck with it now and if not well then hey it's all good let's do the damn thing good morning good morning All right, welcome to the podcast. 
Oh, boy. <clears throat> you know, I don't often uh, do a lot of things at 8 a.m., but I'm actually very glad to have a reason to be up and at them. <clears throat> That's um, pretty cool. It's 8 a.m. over there, huh? Yeah. Don't forget, like, the time zones and all that stuff. Yeah, um, so, so where are you at? I am in Worcester, Ohio, about 2,332 miles or so, give or take. Um, Mile, miles of wife. So. Miles from where? From San Diego, California. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. I, uh, it's funny, being in California the past few months, I've felt a closer kinship to Ohio- Ohioans because lots of Californians get Iowa and Ohio confused. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so people say Ohio and I'm just like, yeah, yeah, you got it. It's, it's one of those Midwestern ones. Good job. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Man, California was the most amazing time of my life, the most life changing time. Like wow. I I that that place is I owe everything. I owe everything, everything <laughs> that I am today in this chair to myself and to beautiful California. Wow. Well, you know, as you say that, I start to think to myself that it's becoming that to me right now. Like, I I have some family in San Diego, so I had been there a lot of times throughout my life. Mm-hmm. But I had never spent any time in anywhere north of, of San Diego. So <clears throat> getting to see the, the full spectrum because i knew i already loved san diego yeah where are you and then, currently located? so i i'm uh in la right now okay <clears throat> yeah Can and i hear something please i was in california for three years and i only went to la once for like 30 hey <laughs> like, no worries I've never actually been into the heart of los angeles and everyone's always scoffed at me they're like oh how dare you waste that experience but it's like i mean dude Diego was pretty late agreed yeah you know it is that's such an interesting i've been facing that a lot in my travels recently of having only experienced so many places through what other people have said Either mm-hmm. you have to go there or, you know, even my, my aunt who lives in San Diego, like over the years it had come up. She was like, oh, I could never live in L.A. Like she just has her particular opinion, but like right. throughout like the culture, throughout my, my family's individual experiences, I, I like had this particular like visualization of like wow LA like full of traffic not really great too many people it's like that was just that was kind of the opinion of of uh that I had been told from other people and you know without Mm -hmm. anything to compare or contrast it with all I have is a story and then I'm like, okay, well, based on what people have told me, do I want to go check it out? And like in my head, I never really had, I was like, eh, like I'm not going to seek out LA, but I'm so glad that I have a couple of friends that are here and that's what brought me here. And I mean, (coughs) and tell me if this is a part of, of your California experience or any experiences in our lives or the experience we're having now, like the people often, the people are the places to me in a lot of ways. 
Oh my goodness. Yes, I absolutely. So with me being in the military, um, <clears throat> as an electrician, you get shipped around to different duty stations every two to three years. So you're always leaving behind the life you created. And the difficulties with that is that in the military, you <coughs> it is necessary for your ability to, to be you, to stay you, to connect with people on a deeper level as a family. So you connect these intricate layers of people into your life that you use for all sorts of reasons, whether it's a coworker or a mentor or someone who you can go to every single morning and vent before, you know, you actually have to go to muster or maybe it's someone that you have a laugh with, you know, every few hours during the day that just makes your life 10 times better. And you know, you can look forward to that every single day. And then when you have to pick up your entire life, and move 2,000 miles to the other side of the country where you don't know anybody and it's such a new environment and a completely different environment than the other military aspects I experienced and not being able to have that communication with those people. But you always have those memories. So when you do get in those anxious moments, it's just like, you just kind of lean back onto those memories and it allows you to relax and become more you and just realize that this is a new opportunity for you to make a new family, to have a new person who you can joke around with every three yeah. hours, a new person to teach and mentor and to add new lessons and new paint strokes to, you know, your canvas of life. And it was so heartbreaking for me for the longest time but then realizing that I got to create these two lifelong families that I'll, I'll have for eternity in my, in my heart is one of the most treasuring gifts that I could have ever asked for. That's cool. I definitely think like it's those situations and, you know, I really feel like it's like those type of experiences like kind of as they might say like in whatever it looks like for us being in the trenches with with others like mm -hmm. that is like that is some that is human shit that is like like yeah. that's why that's why like you know the, those like co-worker friendships like I think the getting together I think even like teammates in sports can also be similar like and especially the military like such close quarters and so many walks of life and beliefs mm -hmm. and diversities and just ways of being and there's a lot of hostility and through that friction and that hostility, you learn a lot about yourself and you learn a lot about others. And while it may have been difficult at first, it definitely contributes to who you are as a person. Yeah, that is so interesting. So what's with the hostility? Like who benefits from that? Okay, so let me explain to you because I had to explain this to my husband. This is so funny. Okay. So this is how it works in the military. And a lot of people do not understand this. And this is why the military, in my opinion, is a form of abuse onto the people that are servicing its country. But let's not get controversial here. Um, I mean, I mean so... I'm, not I'm not opposed to controversy, but continue. Good, good. Okay, so this is the thing. The military is a very stressful situation. And one of the things that, especially in the Navy, because I was in the Navy, that you face is, <clears throat> um, getting shot by a bomb or a nuke or a submarine or basically the ship has gone down. It's a stressful situation. You're probably hurt. There's people dying all around you. There's people who are is, is hurt and terrified and there's all these noises like tens, 
a, like 10 alarms saying 10 different things to go to 10 different places and do 10 different things because it's vital to the life of the ship and the, the U.S. military ultimately. And it's a stressful situation. And most people, most civilians would, they would not be able to cope. They would not be able to organize and to go through with everything that needs to be done because their brain has not been trained to do so. And that's the point of boot camp. So in boot camp, the first four days, I, I didn't sleep for like 40 to 48 hours. They, they have you stand up. They're yelling at you. They're screaming at you. They're calling you names. They're picking apart everything you say and turning around on you. It's stressing you out. And the point of it is to break you down to your subconscious mind so they can actually rewire your brain to function Bro. better in stressful situations. So that all the learning and what they do when you and when they're actually doing the training and boot camp when it comes to firefighting or you know toxic gas leaks or medical or plugging a hole or jumping off the side of a ship you know they put you in these extremely stressful environments for absolutely no reason like you'll have a really great morning it'll be super calm you're you're just going through your exercises getting dressed doing your routine you're walking to um the the galley which is you know the cafeteria and you're quiet because you have to be silent at all times unless you're spoken to and if you're not then you're wrong and then they're like we're gonna go to training and they're like you maggot you 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 stupid recruits like they they start to tear you down and you're already just so stressed out and you miss your family and now you're just this little inner child who's already traumatized because all of us who is alive today has some form of developmental trauma or some sort of wounding or trauma. And when you break down the subconscious mind, you get to that inner child. Now you have this scared person who's put in a stressful situation, who's being forced, because you don't really have a choice. You are not a human being anymore. You're not an individual. You are literally U.S property your government property yeah. you do not have a say. holy shit it is uh, you sign a contract you sign a piece of paper that states like I, I i i give up my 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 freedom in a sense to serve my country to be a property of the u.s government so you may do with me with what you will to do with what you need to get your resources whatever the case may be so you literally, you don't have a choice. And the way that they do it is they threaten your livelihood. They're like, we'll take away your paycheck. We'll, we'll take away your food. We'll take away your living quarters. We'll make your life a living hell for 60, 90, 120 days, however long we need you to get you back in line. And, <clears throat> and that scares the shit out of people. And so they... They tell themselves out of fear. They have no choice to go through with it. And they have no choice to just shut up and be their robot. And so they get into these stressful situations and training. So that way there, when shit hits the fan on the ship, they know exactly what to do, when to do it. And it's not just boot camp. When you get on the ship, you have trainings every single day, every single week, every single month, you are training, training, training. If you're not doing something, you're wrong, which it gets me when you say your internalized capitalistic mind on your song, I'm ready. It, it, it's so real. I've been out of the military for seven months and I can't stop working. I can't stop cleaning. I can't stop oh just doing all these things. And every time I sit down and my mind is just like, you lazy piece of shit. Like, you're so wrong. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're wow. right. I need to go be productive. And I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a damn minute, you know? And it's so real. And it's all people don't realize how, how toxic and self-sabotaging because you have to. You have to self-sabotage. Because when I had my spiritual awakening in 2018, my entire life, my entire military career was this full resistance of like, why did I join? Why did I do this? Yeah. I told myself my entire <laughs> life, like, okay, just to give you a little background of me, when I was like five or six, I told my brothers, like, ew, why do you like mac and cheese? It's not even a real food. They said, what are you? You're not even American. 
like I I'm just very out of this world and people never really get me and so I fought I fought the military so hard but in all the legal ways that I could is and by finding loopholes so a lot of the times the military they they'll bully the the um, lower ranks people because they feel like okay can I just can I can I pause real quick yeah um Heck yes. Yeah, I'm really into this. Um, but <laughs> I want to like, yeah. Um, so I just need to like kind of lay this out in my own words because it's like okay. so fucked up and you're like going through it so fast because you like know, know it so well. And I just want to make sure we all understand that it's like okay. the military is literally like factory resetting their their property through unnecessary like like ripping you down so that they're the only thing that they can build up inside of their their military people right like yeah oh my god and i also just have to say this is also blowing my mind because my dad was in the military, in the Navy. Wow. And, like, it gives me this whole other lens through which to view him and his experience. Yeah. yeah. Like, bro. Yeah. Because in a similar way, and, and we'll get to it, and I'm excited to, my dad and and like you know i it's like i i don't think he ever has come fully back in a way dude like you know and that's like so something i've almost never thought about because it's like he would say that he and but yet i don't know if he would even open up enough for me for us to have this conversation but i feel like he would say that he has no like still existing trauma from the Navy. Like, I feel like that would be potentially his shit, which obviously I think would be kind of impossible. Well, you have to think about it from this point too, is a lot of people don't realize that their whole personality is a trauma response. So there's a lot of men in the military who do say that because they feel like it changed their lives for the better but they didn't think about the internal parts of themselves that it also destroyed in the process. Like I think about, and then I'll say this and then we can get back to, I want to hear about how you initially made this choice also. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. But it, it, it really actually brings me back to the way that my dad fathered me when it came to like, dealing with like difficult emotions Mm -hmm. like his response was blow up shut it down Mm -hmm. blow up shut it down and like that was what was modeled for me in this way and Mm -hmm. and whether or not that's not saying that's completely related to the navy or anything but like like you know and like we'll continue to talk about like i think there's so much of the the way that i mean and everyone would do it differently especially i think like you said with kind of the the masculinity storyline about what's okay for you to fear and like like yeah like Mm -hmm. the shame and then and then to imagine that like the 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 internal like protectiveness that that you're like you said your inner child and like your subconscious is trying to protect but you know that you're like you signed this contract and you can just get through it in kind of right in a way even if you have to shut that off sometimes to actually get through it then the way that you then have had to cope with those things is fucking ingrained in you. 
right? It's like I'm watching my my dad having shut down in like the the tense moments in his marriage my whole life. And it's like, yeah, no fucking shit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, go go okay. ahead. Thank you. So one thing I want to, yeah, you're welcome. One thing I want to say about that specifically is that is also a also I, real quick. I love you, Dad, and this is I'm not I'm not I'm not saying no shit about you, bro. <laughs> Okay. Just had to say that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I, I don't think he would ever listen to this. But who knows? You know. Um, but one thing that is heavily ingrained within the military is I am your superior, and mm. you do as I say, and you never question what I say. And if you do, you are wrong. And so that's where that mentality comes from. It comes from. Oh my you God. mess this up. I'm gonna yell at you. You're gonna take it you're not gonna say anything about it and five minutes later i'm gonna come back to you like you're my buddy buddy because i need you to do another job for me because i'm not gonna do oh shit because I'm it's that Dude. mentality that's been ingrained and what i want to say about that as well is it's also an ancestral thing it's a it's a dna it's a you know a genetic thing throughout our lineage because at least in the united states you know it's been so heavily ingrained for as long as I, you know, the military has been a thing to like, you know, serve your Uncle Sam, like go and be a man and a hero for your country and, and do the right thing and, and, I and mean, all that stuff. And still, I have to just say, like, imagining the perspective during World War II, yes. like, that's a specific energy that I think then had kind of been like, riding that wave after world war ii i really see like the patriotism nationalism i think right at that time was when the military started like injecting ads into the culture through right. sports games and mm -hmm. like the national anthem at sports games that was a military ad literally like all of that shit like well see that's where duality comes in because we have to understand that we need sometimes as humans to get our shit together and to, to, be, to unify as a community, as a collective. Sometimes we need to have something bigger outside of ourselves that we can give ourselves to. And, yeah, and that's that, in that way that the military can be really beneficial and all these negative things have positively impacted our growth. You know, that is actually, uh, I believe an evolutionary human trait yeah. for us to be able to, and I never thought about this before. I was recently listening to the, uh, and it was about someone talking about the book Sapiens. I don't know if you've heard of it. I haven't read it, mm -hmm. but it's a, it's a pretty popular one, but talking about homo sapiens being this, like in the same way we have like the, all the different great apes and everything. That like mm -hmm. there was a time when Homo sapiens was in competition with like Homo erectus and like these other human species. And mm -hmm. that the Homo sapiens technology was to create a shared fiction that could band them together. That without a shared fiction, they wouldn't have the the pull, the emotional pull to to show up for what based on what that story allowed them to believe about themselves. And so in, mm -hmm. we see that in so many ways now, right? That's, that's religion, but definitely the military too. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, where were we at? I, I got so into what you were saying. Um, oh, the toxic masculinity and shutting down and all that stuff. So yeah, yeah so like yeah. that's where that mentality comes from. And then also, like the other side of that World War II aspect is like Vietnam is like, you know, us wanting to, and I'm not going to try to get into all that good stuff, but yeah, same. kind of forcing people to kind of get into it. And then yeah, it kind yeah. of being the thing of like, Hey, like when you stand up for yourself, you're like, Hey, like I really don't agree with this. And I don't think that I should be forced to go do something that is wrong. And then the other side of people being like, Oh, but you're not a man. Like just go serve your country. Don't, don't focus on them, like focus on, on us. And so it kind of creates this mentality within your, 
your subconscious mind and it changes your DNA over time yeah. to make it seem like, you know, you're not a man unless you go to the military. And then in the military, they have that very specific mentality of just shutting down and being like, no, I'm right. And until you get this, like, you know, tough luck. So, and like but... exa- the shit that you're talking about, the way that, that it's like break you down right out the get because and like and what you were saying about like okay like this position like this job that that you've signed up for has all of those potential crazy stressors like you talked about so mm-hmm. we have to prepare you in this specific way because we don't want that scared little person to be the one who's in control when those moments come, right? Mm-hmm. It's like we're going to break down that inner child, say, you're never going to get to make me weep in the corner. Like, we're going to make sure that you fucking die in a way, like, or, yeah. or like you are locked up right inside of us. And we're going to like, mm-hmm. we, we, gave, we gave the key to our superior, right? Like, holy shit. Yeah. And, you know, the thing that makes me... Go ahead. Uh, No, please. I was going to say, the thing that makes me angry the most about that is they don't don't tell you that. Like, when you go to the recruiting office and you sign these contracts and you swear you're open to the country and give up your freedom and, and do all these things, not once do they mention the psychological aspects that are going to happen, the traumas that you're going to start projecting into your reality because of the way they're accessing your mind and all these things that happen to you as a child. So the thing that pisses me off the most is that depression and anxiety and having difficulties in life in general and having all these health issues pop up, you know, whether it's from a health-related condition of exercising or work-related or something that you manifested through these projections, they don't, they don't want to take care of you. They want to spend the most minimal, the most like lower quality resources on getting you to just put band-aids on you. Basically they throw, they literally, they just throw might all at you and band-aids and say, go back to work and and don't come back. And if you go and talk about depression or anxiety, it's just like, Oh, you're just trying to skip out of your duties, like go back to work. And it takes the, like the most craziest measures for someone to want to commit suicide for them to realize of like, Oh, okay. We have a problem here. But then all they want to do is resiliency training, which I understand being resilient is super important and having this knowledge out there is important, but they're not understanding and they're not recognizing their part, like their contribution to the problem. They're just saying it like do the work and shut up, be the robot that we want you to be and don't worry about what we're doing on our, our end because that's I not mean, your job. It's like, at the same time, it makes me think of like, like in a in a different way, different example, like like you know the the Amazon workers peeing in bottles shit, right? Yeah. It's like it's like them kind of being mad at their managers. It's like the managers are just like you, honey. Like it's the mm-hmm. fucking it's the bigger thing. It's it's it's, it's the corporation, right? Yeah. Like, corporations are a fiction they don't exist yes and see that's the issue that they are a story dude yes yes and that's the issue that you face in the military though is that because people don't understand that when i brought these this is something i face really heavily in my career because i am all for like speaking up when it comes to hey like this is not right like you're contributing to my issue and yet i'm paying you know paying for it it's yeah. like standing up and, and, and saying this, they're like, no, no, no. I think they're kind of cutting in here all of a sudden. Um, so maybe we're not, I don't know, kind of move away from that off subject for a little bit. That's really strange. Huh. Okay. Sorry, I just lost my whole train of thought of what I was saying. Well, you know what? Meant to be. Um, Meant you to talked be, about exactly. you talked about internalized capitalist mind. 
Um, I was planning, I think I actually might play I'm Ready in the intro um, for for this episode. Um, But one thing that I wrote down right before we started was a line from that song that goes, I get myself in trouble when I start thinking ahead too much. And that's kind of been my motto uh, in, in freestyling throughout my life. Um, and then slowly but surely, like kind of as I've been growing up, like as I've, as there's been a greater distance between me and like any, all of my formal type of education and my time spent at institutions um, playing the role of student, uh, that that was a very particular, uh, lane and, and, and point in life where the story for me and all my peers and was like, this is, it was like, uh, what do you call it? Like a cocoon, kind of just like the, like the preparations, the preparation station, like here's where you make all your plans and you get your degree and you have your internships it's where you build your potential and then and then your potential is realized when you what figure out how to best like interview for the job that you need to pay your student loans now that you have a degree that you need to pay student loans for like it was just kind of all of these plans and one by one, it was kind of like, oh, that's not mine. Oh, that's not mm-hmm. mine. I don't need this. What is up with this? I, I thought I needed that. Holy shit. That was like a false, uh, what am I thinking of? Uh, column, you know, like those houses that have like the big columns on the front. Like mm-hmm. lots of times they're like actually a styrofoam and they're just like painted because they just want shit to look nice. And it's like, I thought I wanted a dope ass column in the fucking white picket fence type shit. Obviously my own version. Like I knew I was probably gonna like be a stoner, but like be a stoner with Mm -hmm. a six figure job, like driving to the office or some shit. Not that I wanted money like that, but but it's like, you know, when I realized that like the story is all based on this premise of like, we told you that you should accumulate because what do people who want to accumulate wealth do? They go work more, mm-hmm. right? And so there's yeah. like the select few and then we put up on the pedestal all of the successful people who give the masses the image of, of what they could potentially be. And so if everyone thinks they could be the rich person one day, then we're all just going to quietly work and think that saving a hundred dollars in our savings account is really responsible. When, Mm -hmm. when you save a hundred dollars in your savings account and you want to go get it the next year, it's basically worth $95. Like also money isn't real. Like, again, these are all stories. Like, right. It's just a reflection of the energy that is present. Like that's so interesting seeing what's happening with crypto because basically what's happening with crypto is, is it's like, oh my God, hey guys, anyone can be a storyteller. It doesn't just have to be governments. Yes. We can tell our own stories. We can say, hey, guess what? Imagine this dot on my table is worth something. And then I tell a million people and we all say, hell yeah, let me get some of that. Yeah. And now Absolutely. that shit is re and now value is held because of how strongly we believe it yeah like that's that's not what i thought wealth was that's that's breaking down my idea of reality in a way in this one particular you know window of life but i think but i think that that is such a seed and back to where i was starting which is like Every family member that I have that's older than me and 
I'm sure every family member that they all had that was ever older than them was telling them, you need to save. You need to be preparing for your retirement. You need to be living frugal. But like, just kind of this like, I don't even know, dude. That's, yeah, that's kind of why it's I just didn't. Like, yeah. That's like one of the reasons why I joined the military, to be honest. Yeah. Because my entire life, I was told that, no, you can't do what you want because that's not profitable. You need to go be yeah. a teacher or a lawyer or a doctor. So when 18 came around and 19 and I still wasn't in college, and I was just working dead-end jobs, I'm like, oh, well, I must be a failure. Let's just go do something with my life for the next five years and just make some money and bro you know what's you know what's so crazy is that i wish i would have been doing quote unquote dead end jobs you know what i was doing instead when i was 18 19 i was literally racking up 60 grand in debt that is so much shittier bro yeah yeah so much but the story is yeah black and white it's like one is success and one is failure. But yet they are, in actuality, I look at them as literally being opposite. Because one's self-exploration. And one is self-exploitation. Yes. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. That's beautiful. Damn. And yet... Right? Like, and so here we are, right? Both Mm -hmm. of us having had ourselves exploited in different ways. We signed up for the exploitation. Because we were convinced of what we would get when we exited. Yes. We didn't even ever want to enter these shits. No. But but we wanted some fucking jackpot pot of gold at the end of some bullshit that we thought, what well, it's promise? it's a responsible thing to go through this thing. It's, you know a, really, it's not forever. You know what's really funny about that is that you say that because that's what it was all for. It's like, just keep going, Emily. You got this. Five, you know, you're on your fourth year, your fifth year, your sixth year. Like, you got this. Six months out of the Navy, I am absolutely reaping zero rewards from them right now. Zero. I've gained, I mean, I got a paycheck, you know, every two weeks, like everybody else in the time that I was in, but everything they promised afterwards, zero. What and, the you know, fuck did the they same, promise? So they promise you three years of schooling while paying three years of your rent for you. Um, well, about and they like, just don't do that? Well, so the thing is that they trick you so what they what what happens is that when you get out of the military you then have six months to contact the va to get everything set up with the veterans of their um part of the military and that way you have to do you have six months it's a time there's a deadline it's a timeline and they don't tell you that i they don't fuck that that. right as the first six months when you're like still reeling from your trauma yes yes yeah, and, and, the, and, and back in the real world, holy fuck. Uh-huh, uh-huh, and they don't tell you at all. So when you finally do calm down and you go back, they're like, I'm sorry, you've missed your timeline and you, know, or are, you are no longer eligible to apply for these benefits. And so then you're screwed. And then on top of it, if you do get to it in time, you have to go through this application process. And if you've had a difficult time in the military to where you just could not, get with the programming you could not rewire you could not become a robot and you've encountered certain yeah situations like events. oh you are if not you eligible. if you resisted this programming then we're not going to educate you yes yes and that's the thing it's like it's like wait a minute but i did i did the five and a half six years like just oh because i didn't fall in line with everything that you wanted me to do you're saying that i can't you know, get everything that you told me I was going to get, but I had to do everything you wanted me to do up until the very end. So there is this unbalance and they're not honoring. And that's the issue with the military. They're just not honoring. They're not being compassionate. The corporation 
is does not have awareness of what their actions and their choices are doing, whether it's intentionally negative or not. Oh, yeah. And I, you know, I, you know, my shit is a little different because I'm kind of like, oh, okay. What the fuck do I want to do where this fucking business degree it fuck like and, and it's just back to the, the story which was so much about like the money mm. and it's like I'm like it is not helping me get more money in fact I'm crippled by this by this mm. debt like it's opposite like but it's the system it's like yeah yeah, go get in debt because then you are then you are thirsty for a job, right? Ain't no way you're going to be really thinking about your shit or thinking about the government or like doing anything fucking valuable to society. Like you're going to be fucking running up with fucking bills on your fucking shit every month. Like, like my life is cheap. My education is the shit I have to work hard right now where I, and I don't even fucking care about it. Mm-hmm. And my military ass dad was the one who signed me up for all these loans. And he just said, here, sign here and you can go to college. Yeah. And I don't said, thanks dad. Thanks dad. Appreciate you. Thanks for helping me out. He was, Oh, you're the co-signer. Thanks. Oh, and Oh, and so, Oh, now for, probably almost the next I can't even see the end if I miss a payment my dad gets notified too so he's gonna run up on my ass fuck that mm-hmm. and that's when it's so important to just recognize like how crucial it is to honor your truth to speak <sighs> your truth in every moment whether it's your parent or a superior or a co-worker or a significant other you have to speak your truth because it's your life at the end of the day and well these lessons and challenges do bring us these little pots of gold that can help us grow you know it's just important to integrate these lessons and move on with them i just want to say emily i'm really proud of you for getting through the military thank thank you thank you so so much i often have to tell myself that every single day like yeah, it, that yeah. shit was not easy i know right so no and like you're gonna no. be recovering but like you got it i got it and I you're absolutely, out yes it's all about what am i gonna do with this? not not how am i gonna sulk in it right yep yeah absolutely hell yeah well, I want to thank you for for always reaching out and telling me how much you like my music and, and the podcast. That's really been been uh, been good for me to hear. I don't have a lot of feedback coming my way, um, and I'm glad that it that it led to me uh, asking you on the podcast. And I definitely love. What's your podcast name again? I don't know. I haven't really so ch- I haven't checked um, it out. I just saw your Instagram posts about it. Yeah. So it's called uh, Let's Cut the Shit. It's Time to Be Real. And mm. uh, <laughs> Nice. You know, that is such a badass title. <laughs> you know, You're I You're like, I'm to. ready. I, I'm so ready because, you know, just another end of this whole military aspect. My Both my parents were in the military, too. So I had that mm. heavily ingrained within me as well. And my entire life, I've always been kind of fighting that, you know, superior, you know, sort of forces. And it's just time that I'm like, finally speaking my truth. And like, the beginning of it is really about everything that I've just been holding back my entire life, like since I could talk. And it feels so good and so liberating to release it. And it's all over the place. And it's very deep and very heavy and somewhat abrasive. But these are the things that we need to start looking at to see yeah. the underbelly of the world, to have the awareness to create the change within ourselves to ultimately change the reflection we all see. 
Agreed. Beautiful. I'm going to check it out. Um, I'd love to have you on again. I think that's a perfect yeah. wrap up. A little, a little military intro episode of Emily on the pod. Absolutely. Um, awesome. Right. Thank you so Thank much. You um, well, I'm so grateful. Yeah. And hey, and I got now I got the whole day ahead of me. Thanks for getting me up hey. early. <laughs> um, and we'll end. I'll say much love. You'll say never stop learning. And we'll end with bye. Bye. All right. Thank you again, Emily. Much love. Yo. I always rack my brain when I'm about to talk about on this beat. And I get myself in trouble when I try to start thinking ahead too much, you know? I have no idea what's going to happen. But that's part of the beauty. This is beautiful all on its own. I don't have to do anything that I set my mind to. I can let it go. I can let it go. I said to myself, I'm ready, ready, ready. What am I waiting for? I said, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. Sounding like SpongeBob, I'm ready. Ready, ready, I'm just ready to meet myself, ready to take control, ready to find out how powerful I am, ready for you, ready for me, ready baby, uh, yo. When I get ready, I feel lost. I feel like I'm scared, but then I remember to step through the flinch. I can do anything I think. Well, if I think this, then I can do it. And if I can't, well, I better try. And I better not let myself down or, or else why? I know that it's easy to be so hard on myself because of my internalized capitalist mind. But I know that I'm in my productivity I said I'm ready Ready for something new Ready to be with you Ready to not be all alone All the time Ready to not feel like I'm just fighting to breathe Ready to feel like I truly believe I know I'm strong But I still doubt myself I know I'm strong, but I'm still doubting. But I'm ready, 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 ready. Oh, I'm ready, 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 ready. I'm just ready, ready, ready. Can you hear me? Can you feel me? I don't know why. Ready. God damn, I'm ready. <laughs>